Good afternoon and welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer and today we are going to be visiting with Sue Martin with Ag and Investment in Clarion, Iowa. Sue, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, before we, uh, I guess, talk about the, the whys and things like that, let's just take a quick peek at uh, how the markets closed today. A corn, it was a slightly lower day, down three to four, catches most of those uh, contracts. Soybeans, though, the other way, uh, anywhere from three to six higher. And it was uh, just slightly red in the wheat. Chicago wheat down one to three. Kansas City wheat was just below unchanged at the settlements here. As you kind of examine the grain market, Sue, and and kind of what we start, where we started at, where we finished, just give us your overall thoughts on the grain trade here on a Monday. Well, if we look at soybeans first, uh, we have to note that uh, Brazil's weather continues and to be forecast hot and dry in the major portions of the country, central and northern uh, Brazil. There's maybe a slight chance of some showers around the 25th to the 27th, but basically as they go into early November, there isn't much rain expected, and temperatures are forecast to remain in the upper 90s to low 100s. And then you also had, um, there's talk or rumors today that, China has booked another three to five cargoes of U.S. soybeans off the Pacific Northwest for November shipment. And so that's adding support under the bean market. And the report last Friday was very positive to the soybeans. I should say last Thursday was very positive to the soybeans. So we had an inside down day on Friday going into a long weekend wondering about what will happen over the weekend in the Middle East, in Israel, and the Gaza Strip or in Ukraine. But uh, today, we're inside range back higher. The market is trying to digest that huge move that it got on Thursday, about a 50 cent move. And of course, the market was just so oversold. And when we look at the commitment of traders report, well, managed money is down to 2000 contracts long. So that has really been reduced. But on the same token, it shows the market not as heavily long. So maybe the market was able to kind of catch a little air here on the news. Now, also, 183,000 metric tons of soy meal was announced on a sale by the USDA to the Philippines. So that adds a little support under the meal. But also what probably helped a bunch was the soy oil market where we got the NOPA crush and it showed uh, soy oil stocks falling to the lowest level in nine years at about 1.1 billion pounds. And that's just because domestic demand is so strong and it's expected to continue to get stronger, not to mention Malaysian palm oil stocks are expected to be hitting uh, their lowest level and, um, and maybe starting to increase because why? Because prices are cheaper on soybean oil and Malaysian palm oil. So demand will slip away there, but come back here. Well, you know, our um, uh, renewable diesel biofuels industry is building all these plants. There's 17 of them uh, between the end of this year and the end of 24 that are expected to come online. That's an awful lot of demand for soybean oil. And of course, with less of a crop, you know, it's kind of interesting because we did lower the yield down to where we were a year ago. But crop condition ratings are less than they were a year ago and have been 
that to me depicts that we're going to see another cut in that yield yet. So one would say, do we have a bottom in the bean market that we put our harvest lows in? It is possible. Um, we This is a year of a May low, although it was like the very last day of May, May uh, 31st, and that was at 1130 and a half. We've taken out the June low, but quite honestly, I'm not sure I trust the market just yet. I want some proof. Now, I have some um, trending uh, averages that have slightly indicated today a possible turn higher. But um, I've always wondered, you know, the last year that we had where we held a May low, and I also looked at years like with a low on June 1st, right in that area. And it was not uncommon to see a low in November. That bothers me because right now the market seems like it's trying to stick a low and seasonally around the 9th to the 14th of October, you'll have that low. But I will say this, in a year of a May low, not uncommon to see a 7, 8, 6% retracement either of the May low to the summer high. And so that makes me wonder if we aren't going to still have a little more pullback maybe get back down to about 1195 or something like that. I don't know. It's possible the lows are in, but I'm not sure I'm totally committed. Yep. Uh, and, and I just ask you this, what does the year ahead look like in this next marketing year uh, for beans? You know, until we get, like you said, that full crush demand, uh, all of those anticipated plants up and running uh, quickly, uh, what, you know, how are we going to market our grain up until that mo- uh, point? Is there incentive to get that grain marketed? Well, I think that, one, if you look at the bean market and corn and wheat, all of them are in carrying charge mode, and meaning they all are saying store to the farmer, where before we were in inverted markets for the last two years or so, and it was because we had this huge demand pull up front. You know, they'll bid for the beans as they need them from the farmer. Um, But I will also say that at the moment, you know, bids are starting to get a little bit better, but um, we need to see more of a forceful influx of demand. Sue Martin from Ag and Investment at Clarion, Iowa, joining us on today's channel, Final Bell. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up after the break, we will talk a little bit more about what's going on in corn and how cattle started the week as well. Stay tuned. The second half of the channel, Final Bell, is next here on the Rural Radio Network. challenge it's not something you shy from it's a chance to up your game every day brings a new challenge but with the enhanced channel seed brand on your side you can rise to it with our top performing seed innovative digital tools and expanded agronomic support you can turn tomorrow's challenges into your next advantage your enhanced channel seed brand let's rise to the challenge learn more at channel.com rise Read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. KRVN. Welcome back to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, joined once again by Sue Martin, Ag and Investments at Clarion, Iowa. Sue, before we move on and talk about corn, there was one thing on soybeans. You said uh, something maybe isn't getting the attention that it should. What is that, Sue? The one thing that many analysts are not even talking about is the main waterways in Brazil, the Amazon River, is very low. Over the past three, four weeks, they've had hundreds of river dolphins wash up shore. 
um, another thing, you've got the tributaries totally dry. Well, that means that getting that grain up the river to the northern ports is going to take some work. And already we're reading where the drafts are now maybe down to 50%. Um, so I don't know. It's Brazil's got some issues. And I everybody's thinking, well, but we'll get into November and they'll start catching rain. I think you get into November and all of a sudden the psychology is going to get more enhanced and concerned that just there is a potential situation that could be record dry in Brazil. And then what happens to that crop? And they're already shifting acres away from, I think it's like 9% drop in acres on corn that's going over to beans. So we'll see if they everything comes out. You know, everything looks the rosiest when you first start. It's how you end up. Yep. All right, just uh, quickly on corn, was there any news bits in corn today that were worth talking about, any exports or anything like that, Sue? Well, there was a sale of 200,000 metric tons of U.S. corn to Mexico, and Mexico has been pretty avid in uh, buying corn right along. And so I think that, um, you know, we look at China, we haven't seen much demand out of China for corn. We Yes, and that's because Australia is going by the wayside here, and again, on drought. And But um, uh, China has been taking just a record amount of corn from Brazil. And uh, it's expected or estimated is a better word uh, to say that maybe during the month of October, Brazil will see four and a half million metric tons of corn exported to China. It depends on the ability to get it to the ports. All right. Let's switch our attention and take a look at what's going on in livestock. Live cattle, feeder cattle, uh, both decided to trade lower. Uh, it looks like feeder cattle more so over about a you know, dollar, three quarters of a dollar to a buck and a half down. Uh, as you look at the start of the mercantile on a Monday, what are, you, what are your thoughts about the cattle trade to start? Well, you know, the market started off nicely stronger, especially feeders and, and fats too. And then they kind of just couldn't hang on to it. They gave it up. I think that's merely just a contraction of, um, we had a beautiful week last week and yes, Friday kind of, uh, petered out a little bit, but not majorly. And I think to start the week, we're coming back because it took us till the very end of the week to get the, uh, packers bidding for, uh, cattle last week. And, you know, cattle going to market last week was 7% down on the four week average. And if we look at a year to total from January to currently where we're at, I think we're down 4.5%, something like that. And I think that um, one thing in the cattle market that I think we need to see, first off, I don't think it's out of line that the market's catching its breath. Uh, it's probably very healthy for the market. I know that the indicators I watch that have served me very well are a little bit on the negative side on my longer term data that concerns me but what we're looking at is uh, we know the numbers the supplies are going to be tight now the next thing is uh, what is the weather going to hold are we going to catch some rains for these pastures if we do that could then create even a tighter supply as uh, producers try to hold back heifers for breeding to put them out on pasture all right. Sue, just as we wrap up today's conversation, um, give us your thoughts. What are, uh, you know, one or two things that will kind of indicate where we are going to go here for the rest of this week's trade? 
Well, I tend to think that when I look at the um, the wheat market, for one thing, I think wheat has stabilized and has the potential to still see something better. Um, it's not breaking easy. That's a good sign. And it's quiet. And there's that saying, never sell a quiet doc, um, market or kick a sleeping dog because they'll both bite. If I look at the cattle market, I think, you know, if you catch a break in here, I think it's an opportunity. You've had well over a $20 break in feeders. And so this market's setting itself up, but you just have to be a little cautious. And you've got crude oil down today. The Wall Street Journal did a survey uh, late last week, and it showed uh, under 50% of the respondents thought we were going to have a recession. So that's good news um, because if you are tilted more positively, that means demand for commodities and what have you should remain good. Sue, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you for the information. Sue Martin, Ag and Investment in Clarion, Iowa. Just a reminder, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss, might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Channel Final Bell. It's brought to you by Channel and all your local dealers. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.